Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates It at? is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Normally, for those of you watching on the Book of Face, YouTube, and the Twitter, as you guys just popped in there, normally on this day you will see three panels, three handsome faces. Today, just two. Or really just one. The lovely and talented William Kerlick is here. The Dean of Ohio State Recruiting. Unfortunately, Mark Porter, just as Ohio high school football is getting rolling, the individual who will spend the most time on the road at high school football games is severely under the weather. Did not sleep last night. He is ill. So you've got just a two-man show. Just me and the Dean. Kind of reminds me of high school, a lot of one-on-one meetings with the Dean, not this one. <laughs> Bill, how are you? Doing well this morning. And uh, yeah, uh, Mark and I were talking yesterday about he, he was going to go to a Cincinnati area game for the first half tonight and uh, then come over for the second half of the Huber Heights, Wayne and Josh Padilla at Fairfield game and meet me over there. But uh, you may not make it, it doesn't sound like, but, but I will be at the entire Huber Heights Wayne game covering Josh Padilla's first high school game of a senior season. Great to have high school football back in the Buckeye State starting today. Yeah, this is, I don't know what the first day of school is officially or the first day of the new season, but when you're in Ohio, um, it's actually kind of surprising we even have school today or tomorrow, given the amount of interest uh, just in the area. Um, Ohio takes a lot of shots from those people in the other 49 states. But let me tell you something. High school football in Ohio is a special, special thing. Um, If you want to move somewhere where your community is going to be invested in a Friday football game, or if you're a bank robber looking to knock places off on Friday night, Ohio is your spot. Everyone will be at the game. In fact, uh, when I went to put the questions together for today, most of them were already posted by our fantastic uh, viewers slash listeners here. So what we're going to do is going to go through some very important recruiting information that's popping up, and we're going to let you guys ask the questions because you've gotten very good at it. Uh, translation, less work for the host. So <laughs> the first question, and this has been the kind of a, I would say a bubbling story. Those of you uh, that saw Andrew Ivins on here a few weeks ago from Florida, the fantastic South Florida 24-7 guy. 
He talked a little bit about Keon Keeley, who was a Tampa kid committed to Notre Dame. And if you watch that show, you know, in Florida, you don't want the first or second commitment. You want the third. So Keon Keeley has decommitted from Notre Dame. He's on the market. He is a fantastic defensive end. It's pretty rare a guy this highly rated comes available this late in the process. Ohio State is apparently in the mix, but not leading. Bill, bring us up to speed. The whole Keon Keeley recruitment has been really pretty fascinating. You know, he was um, committed to Notre Dame long ago. In fact, I think it's, it's been over a year. I think 14 months he's been committed to Notre Dame. And um, you know, that school is, is a pro-Notre Dame school. He also has uh, friends at Notre Dame, and you know, these are part of the reasons that he committed so early. Um, one of his best friends is a um, freshman walk-on on the Notre Dame team right now. The brother of that uh, player is going to go to Notre Dame as a highly recruited scholarship catcher in baseball. So there's connections there. Um, really, his his whole recruitment was kind of walled off that uh, uh, they, he wasn't saying much to anybody and, and just really it was very difficult um, to pin things down because he was kind of walled off from everybody. But you can still see the decommitment coming. He did visit Ohio State in March. That visit went well. Uh, he did visit Alabama last month, and that visit went very well. And everybody kind of knew it was just a matter of when he was going to decide to announce his decommitment. And that did indeed happen last night. Um, I I think, uh, as many others do, Alabama is the school to beat. But I do think he will make an official visit to Ohio State, likely for the Notre Dame game. They have targeted him for a long time to come up to that game for an official visit. I think it's going to happen. But again, the whole recruitment has been somewhat walled off, and he hasn't confirmed that, but I do think it's going to happen. Uh, I definitely think he's going to get back to Alabama for an official visit. Um, I'm hearing October. Um, That would give Alabama the second or the last uh, official visit, so to speak. But Florida also, he he visited there as well. And I wouldn't be shocked if he made an official visit there. So right now, if you, you know, really needed to have a prediction at this point, I would go with Alabama. But one thing I think we've all learned, Dan, is you don't count Ohio State out if they get someone on campus for an official visit, which I expect to happen. So We'll see. Alabama, I would say, is the leader at this point. All right, Bill. I remember a few years ago when Ohio State went to play Oklahoma. I want to say Jeffrey Okuda was on the sideline visiting Ohio State. There was some malfeasance, whatever. There was someone visiting Ohio State who was kind of had Oklahoma ties. So what we're talking about here is Keon Keeley, a one-time Notre Dame commit, coming to Ohio State's opening game against Notre Dame and standing on the Ohio State sideline using those great seats up front. Have you ever seen that before? You know, I I was asked that, I believe, uh, maybe it was uh, in uh, my chat, but I was asked that somewhere, and, you know, gosh, 35 years, I'm sure that that has happened. I just can't recall it right offhand. Kind of a strange situation. But it's all academic now. He's no longer committed to Notre Dame, so. Fair enough, but – 
I got to uh, got to think if you're an, uh, a Notre Dame coach who spent part of the last 14 months recruiting him, and then you see him across the sideline during the game, that that will leave a, a sour taste in your mouth. As you can tell, the focus of Ohio State's recruitment down the stretch of the class of 2023 here is defensive line, tackle, and defensive end. Another guy we've talked about a lot, Mark Porter, though he's not here today, posted yesterday his scouting report on Desmond Umeo-Zulu, um, a defensive end prospect from the Washington, D.C. area, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, to be exact, C.H. Flowers High School, one of your newer high schools out in the suburbs. He is down to several schools, and I've said this before, it's not the usual quartet that Ohio State is involved with. You've got Ohio State, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Pitt, all fine programs, but not normally programs that recruit at the level Ohio State does. He's going to announce a commitment soon, and Grant Nicole, Mandy, how close are you to rolling a crystal ball for Ume Azulu to South Carolina, William? Well, he is going to announce soon, soon being August 29th is his announcement day. He says that he has not made his final decision yet. Uh, I do think it's going to be South Carolina or Ohio State, and, and I would say South Carolina is where I would put my pick right now. But one thing we have to realize is that Ohio State has got a quite an impressive board of defensive end possibilities still to end up in this class. Mateo, of course, uh, he, he he's a top-tier guy that they very badly want. Uh, Keon Keeley is another one. Damon Wilson is yet another one. Those guys are at the very top of the board. Uh, the reason I haven't put necessarily a crystal ball in for South Carolina yet is because, you know, maybe Ohio State decides to uh, really push and go all in in the next week or so, maybe that changes things. And if they do, I think it could. But, you know, I, I think Ohio State right now, you know, they are pushing to get Mateo or Damon Wilson or Keon Keeley. Those guys are absolutely elite edge guys, defensive end guys that, that, that uh, would be spectacular additions to the high state class. Maybe a little bit more on Damon Wilson, EDR4225. Damon Wilson's interesting, Bill. You've been mentioning him for a long, long time, and I haven't heard as much about him elsewhere, which leads me to believe he's definitely considering them. Kind of an interesting recruitment. Is there any way to put some detail on that so we kind of maybe know what's coming? Well, I think what's coming is going to be an official visit. He has told me for a long time that he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State. It's just a matter of when. Um, I would not be surprised if it happens to be the Notre Dame game, but he has not confirmed that yet. Um, and I know we've talked about Andrew Ivins as well, who, you know, does a super job in Florida. Nobody does a better job in Florida. He has not confirmed that to Andrew Ivins yet either. It's just that he has absolutely told me he is going to make an official visit to Ohio State. And I would not be surprised if we happen to see him on the sideline for that Notre Dame game. He's absolutely legitimately interested in Ohio State. You know, back before much of anybody was talking about him strongly in relationship to Ohio State, and that's been quite a long way back, he was telling me 
that he would make an official visit to Iowa State, and he was legitimately interested. So he he's absolutely a guy that uh, we, we need to have. If you're a Buckeye fan, you need to have on your radar screen. Definitely a high-level defensive end prospect. We're going to put him on the list and get Mark to do a scouting breakdown of him soon because he's a guy we need to know a little bit more about. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those who are listening to the podcast. Sell a few ads here and come back. All right, we are back. Bill, like we said, tonight is the official kickoff of high school football in the state of Ohio, and we are going to start a rebellion in some form of this part of the state here when you answer this question. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Which part of the state, Bill, has the best high school football? I think that goes year to year. Um, yeah, it used to be back a long way back. It would either be Cincinnati and the Catholic mm-hmm. League, tremendous football down there, or Northeast Ohio, where you've got Cleveland, you've got Akron, you got Youngstown. You know, I think uh, now with the population shift and all, some of those, you know, the cities aren't. Uh, they just don't have the population. They aren't producing the uh, number of guys that they did when I first started this, say, 20, 30, 35 years ago. Um, so I think it just depends on the year. But I think the central Ohio has improved. You know, that's not somewhere where the population is necessarily dwindling a great deal. Um, Pickerington Central, of course, great teams there. And some of the other OCC teams. The Hilliards uh, of the world. Hilliards, yep, the the uh, Dublin's you know of the world, no doubt. Uh, yeah, that that's a good area. Some years, you know, if you were going to ask me for this season, I would say Southwest Ohio. This season would be the place. Of course. Just kidding, I'm there right now. Yeah, I'm in Dayton. I tell you what, Springfield is loaded. Oh, um, okay. We did some. Uh, my son plays AAU basketball, and we we practiced there. They, I mean, Springfield is loaded. Um. Player for player, they might be the most talented team in the state, and it's in every level. They have kids coming eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. There's no issues at Springfield. And you're right, the private schools in in Cincinnati, I think from a national perspective, have had a little bit of a stranglehold. And then you got your Ignatius and your you know your Eds and the teams up there. But one thing's for sure, Ohio is a different than some other states in that they let the privates and the publics get after it together. So you really do get a sense in Ohio who the best team is at the end of the year. Back in the East Coast, they do not do that. Um, the privates and the publics don't mix. So you get a little bit of a difference. But um, there will be plenty of games to go to tonight. That's for sure. Go ahead, Bill. And last Thursday, I was uh, – Springfield scrimmaged at Westerville Central. Last Thursday, I was at that scrimmage. And you're right, Dan. Springfield is loaded. They lost in the state championship game last year to um, – Lakewood St. Edwards, 23-13, and I would not be at all surprised if they were back in that game again this year. Uh, they're a little bit young on the line, offense and defensive lines. They're a little young, skill position-wise. Ridiculous. Tremendous. Yeah, and, ridiculous. But, 
they they may be young on the the, the lines, but they are huge. I mean, yeah. Lakewood St. Edwards has a huge offensive line with Ben Robeck and the uh, Armstrong twins, but Springfield's got some big dudes up front. They they're young, but they're big and they're they're talented. My guy Chris Wallace coaches quarterbacks at Springfield. Um, I would go to Springfield High Springfield High School's weight room is as big as Oakwood High School. I'm telling you, you, that place is impressive. Springfield is a factory, man. That's They have great coaching down there with, with Mo Douglas now. And if you want to look at a team that to, to really bank on, and, it, you know, I call it football is, is, is two kinds. You got football, high school football teams and high school football programs. Springfield is a program. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got guys in the pipeline. Um, don't keep an eye on Chris Wallace's son. I think he's repeating the eighth grade and is going to be a quarterback in the future that everyone's going to want to pay attention to. All right, Bill, what would a show be without Sue Zabo and Dijon Johnson? We've managed to combine them here for greatness. Any tidbits on Dijon? I haven't seen a commitment from him. Well, I still think Florida is the most likely destination for him. Uh, there is nothing uh, imminent hot going on right now in relation to high state, you know, Maybe that gets all revisited later on, but right now there's not a lot going on. I don't expect him to make a commitment to to anyone soon. I think I think he, well, I know he wants to take visits, and uh, we'll see what happens. But if I absolutely had to predict right now, I would go with Florida. All right, let's keep it Ohio flavored. There's been a lot of discussion about Bronny James. And whether he might go to college, I want to get this on record right here. I believe Bronny James will go to Oregon and will be the first college player ever with a signature shoe. Ready for that? That's happening. I'm telling you. No, I've heard anyone say that. I know this isn't a basketball show. I simply want to get that prediction on record so you guys can give me credit. But when LeBron shows up for the Notre Dame game, is he allowed to interact with our players or recruits? Uh, not a basketball show, Dan. I, I'm an old basketball coach. And I'm a hooper at heart, I mean too. old, but uh, yeah, I was a, a longtime high school and AAU circuit coach. So we can turn this show a little basketball anytime you want to turn it that way. Um, but as far as, you know, LeBron is expected to be at that game. In fact, I had that news, uh, I think it was at the beginning of this week, uh, one recruit told me that uh, he wants to get up to the Ohio State Notre Dame game so he can see and meet LeBron. So I do think he's going to be there. That's uh, kind of the expectation. And um, uh, certainly, you know, they, there's going to be just the specter of him being there is great for Ohio State recruiting. And, and, and yeah, you know, they're, if, if he's there and he says hi and things to recruits, that's, you know, that's going to happen. It matters. Don't think it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I know that as, as we sit here as crotchety old adults and say, oh, that doesn't matter. LeBron James matters, people. We had uh, there was one recruit recently who talked about wanting to visit for the game LeBron James is going to. So, yeah, I mean, it, anything works. All right, we're going to finish with this. That's from that, by the way, I think that was Cedric Hawkins, I believe, that told me that, if I remember right. As a Florida kid, I think it was oh, Cedric yeah. Hawkins. Uh, it might have been him that, that mentioned that. It might even be a little bit cooler for Florida kids to see LeBron, given the fact that, you know, when you're from Ohio, you may have even seen him around and such, but that would be cool. We're going to finish with this as I tease the rest of the day. 
David Smith asks, how is Kyle McCord looking? Practice is closed today, but we do get the quarterbacks for interviews today. You'll be able to see our guys ask Kyle McCord just that question. I can tell you this. Uh, I have talked to some people. Kyle McCord has absolutely got a stranglehold on the backup quarterback position. He's shown great leadership with the second unit. And I had someone tell me, God forbid CJ goes down, but we'd be in great hands. Uh, his Kyle McCord is an alpha and his teammates are behind him. He's kind of the quiet confidence guy. And like, you know, the, the beauty of the Ryan day era is we are going to be good at quarterback, no matter what happens forever. Um, <laughs> lest we forget, we won the, the national championship with a third string quarterback. If you look at Ohio state's third string quarterback, he's more talented than the first string at probably 95% of the schools going. So and it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, and I was add, add to the quarterback. Not only is McCord really good, I, I hear a lot of great things about Devin Brown, too. Yep. He is very good, too. As you said, Dan, they're loaded to quarterback. Uh, I would have no qualm saying that both of those guys have a very legitimate chance of being great quarterbacks at Ohio State eventually, both of them. And then you got Dylan Rayola who I talked to earlier this week, he's going to be at that Ohio state Notre Dame game as well. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how, how strong they are at quarterback. And we've started to take that for granted. It's almost impossible not to given that just the, it's almost usual. Now keep in mind, the big 10 did not have a first round quarterback for about 20 years till the late great Dwayne Haskins came in there. And we're going to have a run here, a first round quarterbacks that's legendary for any school anywhere. So, if you want to know the reason to sleep a little bit better at night, it's because you're always going to have an elite signal caller under center. And, and, and by the way, I don't want to leave out Brock Glenn either, you know, coming in with the 2023 class. He's a, he is a legitimate Ohio state caliber quarterback. He's good this, too. This is gluttony. I'm telling you, we're finishing off the show with this with like tidbits. There are programs that would literally sacrifice one of their children to have a quarterback room like Ohio state. And, just the cherry on the Sunday, and you mentioned it. Dylan Rayola is on his way to being the all-time number one Ohio State recruit in terms of when he recruited, how good he was, the face he is for the program, his ability to recruit via whatever he does. So things are great at the quarterback position, and we could not be happier about that. Once again, our staffers, practice is closed today, but around noon we'll have uh, interviews with – they're letting us talk to the – quarterbacks today so that should be very interesting first time we've had really in-depth chatter with those guys this season so we're all over that bill hits the road tonight for ohio high school football he will be in fairfield in the cincinnati area to see the gem city power huber heights wing go down there and see what they can do with josh padilla we appreciate everybody stopping by have a good one buck Gunners.
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.